Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to you, gents. There are some exceptionally good garages in the world, you guys. I'm not kidding. Hi. 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 How good are you? Good morning. I am. I just need to start by saying that I have 
front loaded my Benadryl because it's allergy season now and I had a terrible oh. day. And so I'm not all yes. there. So I just want you to know we're in for a roller coaster. Could be oh, just yes. you guys because I'll pass out. Could be <laughs> a whole lot of Pete show. It's a big spectrum <laughs> that we're playing with today. Is it so with allergies hit you hard? Do you, are you still in that zone where I am where I'm like, is this allergies? Yeah. I just went shopping the other day. Did I pick something? I don't know what this is. How 100%. I'm feeling. 100%. Okay. This is yeah. the COVID allergies. Yes. Because exactly. the fear is still there. And yet, real. But then uh, my my wife is outside working today on the kitchen or the outside table, and she said, "Funny, like there is, it feels like there's a quarter of an inch of pollen on every surface." <laughs> oh, that's why I'm sitting in the bathroom with my head in the toilet. That's why I know that now. All right, you, you have a lot of pollen up there. Oh, it's terrible! It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Why do people live here? Why do people live anywhere? We have a lot of pollen down here too. Right now, yeah. it's citrus season. Dust the orange motes. blossoms smell wonderful, but they definitely hit you hard. Your life in your own hands, just walking out the door this season. That also is more true this season than, <laughs> than any other, quite a while. All right. So we should talk about some movies. We should. Movie stuff. What do you got going movie on? Movie stuff? Movie news? It was Quibi. It was Quibi week. Quibi. Quibi finally. I think it launched on the 6th, 6th, something. On the 6th. In most places, yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, yes. I know did you guys now, were first did, to did sign up. Did they now have it on the calendar as Quibi Day? Quibi. <laughs> April 6th, Quibi Day. Is it? I think we're supposed to say Quibi. Quibi. Because <laughs> it's Quick Bites, right? Quick oh, Bites? Quick yeah. Bites? Quib, quibi. Quibi. Like ribeye. No. But no. quickly. Yeah. Did you guys sign up? I know you're big on... Um, you know, trial periods, both of you. So, did you sign up? <laughs> I did not. I was I was more curious about it a while ago, and my interest has waned quite a bit over time. And now I've been getting because I signed up for their, hey, you know, sign up on our list, and we'll let you know as soon as it's live. And then I've been seeing all the emails, and now I'm just hitting delete. I've lost my all my steam. <laughs> I have to ask it. though, why are you just hitting delete? What is it that makes you? delete hungry i you know i feel like part of it was like hearing all the sort of things that they were pushing to do with quibi like you know just like all the stuff that they were like their ads and stuff um that like i had a super bowl ads and stuff i was like eh. okay <laughs> steve have you signed up for it yet there's what what's there that i that's drawing me and compelling me to watch it that's the question that i have i mean that's if there's something like Disney Plus, oh, Mandalorian, yes, I'm I'm interested in that. I'll sign up for the trial, and then you'll get me pulled in. Oh, my daughter got a new iPhone. I got a free year of Apple Plus, so I've watched one episode of The Morning Show. Mm -hmm. And nothing else, because I, I know there's other good stuff there, but it just hasn't risen to the level of, oh, yeah, this is my first choice. And so with this Quibi thing, first off, if I'm on the couch, scroll on my TV, it's not an option because it's only on my phone. That's the other piece is I've got to sit with this little screen to watch little micro episodes of shows. And if I'm going to be watching video on my phone, I don't know, maybe YouTube. I don't know. I I don't see the, there's no why. There's nothing that's yeah. compelling me 
to do this. So I, I one of the trailers that popped up, if you haven't seen it, is a trailer for The Stranger. I'm watching it and thinking, okay, that's a that seems like a pretty g- compelling show. Guy gets in a car, a woman picks up a hitchhiker. He says, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, where are you going? I don't know. Where are you from? Well, I was just at that house a little while ago, that mansion. And, oh, you live in a mansion? No, no. 20 minutes ago, I went and knocked on the door of that house, and the woman opened the door, and I shot her in the face. That's the premise of this show. And I'm thinking, oh, you're kind of a famous guy. Maybe it was Dane DeHane. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Love his work. Anyway, I'm thinking the premise of that would be really great. Oh, it's Quibi. Nope. No. I just, my instinct is no. And I think there are two problems with, with the service right now, two challenges. Number one is is bad timing of the market, or I should say the market mistimed their launch. Uh, and the second is, is it a service that is that has a, you know any sort of viability, or was it released by people who don't really understand how people watch video? So the, the whole premise of the service is that you uh, sign in and you get your, your movies, but you get them in like 10-minute bites, quick bites, right? And you, so you subscribe and they release these bites every day or every month, week or whatever their schedule is. And you watch them on the go. It's designed to be watched on the go. And nobody's on the go right now. There's no go. Nobody's (laughs) on the go. It's we're in Nova. No go. No go right (laughs) now. And so that is the first problem. The market is missed time. But the second problem is your point, Steve, like, Why would I sit down and watch this when I already have boatloads of content that I truly don't object to watching 10 minutes at a time on my own? Like, I'll put on a movie and watch a few minutes of it in Netflix or Hulu or YouTube or watch a show that isn't broken up artificially in 10 minutes, doesn't have this this new sort of paradigm. I find it baffling. The pricing, $4.99 a month for Quick Bites if you want to have ads, $7.99 a month if you want no ads. Uh, and that seems egregious to me for a service like this. I just don't understand it. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be challenged. And I think it proving out to be challenged, maybe not be, maybe because of the market. But uh, apparently launch day downloads for Quibi were and this is an unfair comparison, I think. But uh, according to Variety, 7.5 percent of Disney Plus's launch day um, uh, downloads. <laughs> well, not uh, not a fair comparison. No, I know, no, but no, no. It, it is yeah. not great. I mean, I look at their lineup of all their different shows and and weirdly, maybe their websites, you know, not updated, although it's weird for a brand new thing. But like that Dane DeHane show, it doesn't even show on here. And so that's very confusing to me because I'm like, where's that show? I've looked through every single show that they have. But the other thing is, like, I feel like it's probably more for people like my daughter who she loves just laying around and watching stuff on her phone. Like that's what she does a lot. Uh, you know, that teenage mindset of just finding a, a dark corner of the house to just go sit and stare at her phone. And, uh, but as I look at all the different programming that they have here, I'm like, I don't feel like, like what would she watch? Cause I feel like it, right, it's yeah. a great service for somebody like her, but I don't know how much programming is on it that she would be interested in. This is this is a company that has said we want to make the equivalent of a new aspirin, you know, like a new Advil. And so we're going to just start from scratch and do new Advil. 
And the problem is Advil's already handled by YouTube. I just don't believe that your daughter is going to switch to a platform like this in favor of where everybody already is. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem to have the magnetism or the orbit to to move people to it. I I don't buy it. Well, I'm willing to do this test. I'm going to show her it and we'll sign up on her phone (laughs) and we'll see next week, the week after we'll do a quibby follow up. Okay, I want to do that. Let's definitely do that. What's the scoop? How has she found things to watch? Is she enjoying it? Or has she looked at it and said, no, not for me? Yeah, give us an eye roll. Steve and I are going to come up with some other fun experiments you can try on your daughter. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I hear the the Skinner box (laughs) is a real hit. (laughs) No, I was going to say, Andy, tell it. Give us an eye roll count of how many times has she been like, Dad, no, I really, do you really want me to open that app again? Please. It'll be be an at-home experiment. We've got plenty of time for this. Yes. Well, speaking, I think, right. feel like we should keep these together. Speaking of digital services, Steve, you want to talk about uh, Screen Pass? Yes, I do. Do you guys have you guys heard about Screen Pass? Not at all, but I'm all of a sudden excited about it. Okay, you should be very excited about it. How many of you? Well, see, because I'm super excited because you know I'm not a physical media guy. How many of you have like an account with like a digital whatever lock movie locker service like? Movies Anywhere. Anybody got a Movies Anywhere account? Yes. Okay. I do, Steve. So, I do. So those those of you with your Movies Anywhere account, you can go to their website and you can sign up to be part of this beta test for Screen Pass. What Screen Pass will let you do is any movie, I believe most studios are involved, I'd have to dig deep into the article or the fine print to see, but basically I could share my movie to you. There's three movies a month that I can share to, to somebody. So basically, you can loan them out. Three times a month, you can do it. And all you have to do is purchase one movie every six months in your Movies Anywhere account to basically keep your account active. And you can, three times a month, share a movie out to, to anybody. So stuff that I own, I can say, Andy, you haven't seen this movie. I'm going to share it to you. And then you can watch it through whatever your Movies Anywhere or other digital services. Hmm. How cool is that? I like that idea. I, I like sure that do. idea a lot. I had because I yeah, I had heard that so, that they were starting to come up with this, but I didn't hear that yeah. it, it was actually here. So that's great. Um, that's exciting. Well, I mean, what was it like ten years ago? Amazon did that on the Kindle, where you could like loan books out to people for periods of time. You could you owned it, you could loan it to a friend, and then it would come back to your library. You know, it just took them, you know, 10 years, you know, longer to do it here. But I, I'm excited because for people that love their digital media, it gives me, you know, the opportunity to, to share with friends or, or borrow from friends. So they can just go to the link in our show notes and sign up for the beta test. Right? Yes, for the is beta there, test. Is, do you have any idea when it's going to actually launch? Well, the fine print says if and when this goes, you know, broad. So who knows? Oh, outstanding. Know. That's if if and when. Charming. But I... I, I I think this is maybe something they're going to try now because they're looking at everybody's locked in at home and, and looking for stuff. And this is a way to get people more actively using their their service and digital accounts because, hey, I, you know, I'm a beta user. Hey, I'm going to go buy the Harley Quinn movie so I can share it with Andy and Pete who haven't seen it before. Yeah. Maybe like generate it. some revenue. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Something to revisit later this summer. I think everybody in that my neighborhood has seen, but I still have watched one half of one episode of Tiger King. 
I haven't even uh, watched the trailer. Andy, I've, Tiger I've, King. I'm with Pete. My wife watched okay. the whole thing. She said eh, it was interesting, interesting characters, but it wasn't that great. So I haven't bothered. With okay, this is the thing that's baffling me because everybody's raving about it. I got halfway through an episode and thought, "There's not much here," and you're basically exploiting these people. And this is one of the things that bothers me with documentaries that don't have a perspective on something. They'll just find some sort of like fringe group of people or unique personalities and basically exploit them for their film without anything. I have have no point of view on this. I'm just showing you the trash of America. And that's what, uh, you know, Tiger King is, is here's these crazy people. Look how crazy they are. Don't you feel better about yourself while you're locked in your home? You aren't these people. That's my takeaway. I think that's my my challenge too. And also... If animals get hurt, I won't like it. Right? Well, you and still I, should I mean, watch right. Don't F with Cats. I heard that's okay. really, really, yeah. really disturbing. Well, it is in a few parts, uh, but generally that's early, like the first episode. Um, and, you know, because... Then, scar then you right be- up front and then, and then it gets going, right? Because what? They just scar you and traumatize you at the beginning, and then you just sort of passively well, go along for the rest. It's yeah, because I mean, it's a story about a guy who posts you know videos of of himself uh, torturing and killing some animals before it turns into him going out and killing a person. Ah. And the, and there are people oh. who have tracked him down on the internet, and they've yeah. they are so disturbed by what he's done that they actually kind of almost form this online posse. And figure yeah, out who they, he yeah. is, but no one will listen to them because they're just internet, you know, right. couch oh, yeah. detectives. And they know who this guy is, but they can't stop him. And then he ends up killing somebody. He ends up taking it to that next level. And then everybody has to try to track him down. It's really fascinating. Highly worth checking out. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a lot of happier stuff to watch than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and that seems really. I thought it was like a comedy. Like it was like, look what if you (laughs) end with cats, look what cats will do to you. I honestly thought it was like cat fail videos. It is definitely true crime. It is very much in the true crime genre, and it's uh, it it does have disturbing stuff. But I mean, a lot of it you're not necessarily seeing. You know, it's just you're watching them watch it, and it's sad. Sounds great, though. Wow, what a horrible individual to follow. That makes my day darker. <laughs> I I got another one uh, th- that uh, came to us courtesy of uh, the one, the only Nick Langdon. Uh, he pointed us to a letterboxed thread where a user uh, had said, I need to know what makes uh, a five-star film. This is a list by user Lou Ferrigno. I don't think there's a relation. Uh, and he says, you know, I have this habit of thinking how I rate what I watch to the point of overcom- overcomplicating how I want my initial impressions of the film to be presented. And uh, Andy and I had a conversation similar to this about what happens as you're watching a movie. How do you know when the stars are falling off of your rating as you're watching it? Uh, and that's that's something that's a metaphor that's kind of stuck with me. Well, this thread is actually um, super interesting. I, there, I think there were some really well thought out uh, responses in here. It got me thinking, hey, should we revisit how we decide what is a five-star movie? I know that you guys <laughs> probably <laughs> overthink it more, well more than me. 
<laughs> I, and so I think I, I over. I think I think it less than. Yes, because Andy will be like really? five stars. I get five, I've got some I'm, I'm quibbles. Pretty, I'm pretty easy with He's my generous. five stars. He's generous. He's like am. five stars. I've got these issues with it, but five yeah. stars nonetheless. Okay, that's I'm a like, really good like no, 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 no. critic. One star or a five star? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's the Gene Shallot. Yeah, that's right. I loved it. <laughs> right. The, the, the Siskel and Ebert circle of thumbs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Where apparently I just I default to three stars on everything unless I really really love it. So. I think that's so. You know, I, mean, that's... I just you know I just watched a movie today uh, earlier today yeah. that I gave four stars and it's an incredibly strong film. I can yeah. see people giving it five stars, and you know you bring that point up and it's like, did any falls stars fall from it, so to speak? Right. And I'm like, I don't think so. But for me, it still wasn't a five star film. It it was right. an incredibly strong film, but I don't I I don't know. I guess there's there's an extra level that would still need to be in it to bump it up to that five star. This is. Yes. I really believe that this is a thing that we should do. We should look at, on average, how many total stars we've given over the last three years, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Let's just say you watched however many movies you watch. Maybe you give out a total of, what, 400 stars in a given year? <laughs> and then for 2020, you have to stick to that number. Oh, no. <laughs> We're rationing no our what. stars. I think that's ridiculous. We're rationing our stars. <laughs> no, this is a great game. You're all for this kind of stuff. This is what, you're what, what, no, what if you watch it? nothing but great films? See, it's terrible. That's right. Because yeah. then all of a sudden I, it's like, well, yes. I, I have to give one of them a one star. You got no, to flatten the curve, Andy. No, <laughs> you just stop watching movies. Just yeah, that's like, right. Nope. <laughs> I've used nope. my quota. No more movies <laughs> this year. No it's going to it's going to deeply refine how what you think about great movies. There are a fixed number of stars. I really like this plan. I think you should do it. No, that's a horrible idea. Although it's, it's great. a great Over idea. On, you both are terrible people. On Letterboxd, I can look at your you, you can if you're a, a, a paid member of Letterboxd, you have a yeah. a page where you can actually look at your average ratings per year. And so in in 2020 so far, my average Film rating for the 2020 films is 3.42. What do you know? For how many films have you watched over that time? In 2020, I have watched six 2020 films. Oh, okay. 3.42 times six. So that means that over the next six films, you can only use 20 and a half stars. <laughs> let's look at, this is a great idea, you guys. Let's look at 2019. 2019, I'm so my glad average was 3.6. And that was oh. 69 films. So okay. what does that mean? Okay, 3.6 times 69 is 248. So I'm going to be generous with you. 250 stars over the next 70 films. <laughs> oh, This is going to be fantastic. I, I, I love this plan. You do it first. You do it first. I don't have such a there rigorous... I think we've all been through this. I'm terrible at rating movies. Well, it is yeah, hard now, for me to do. now you have reason to, to strengthen I your game. I want my reason to be your reason, Andy. <laughs> no, your reason is your reason. I have zero Look, interest yeah. in, in your if I've learned game. anything, If I've learned anything from uh, Raven's Banquet, I am a painter and you are my favorite brush. That's why you at all. No, We're in this no, together. No. Good luck, though. <laughs> sure. Good luck with all of that. Pete just called you a tool. That's he what did. he did. <laughs> he did. 
Anyway, the link to this thread is in the show notes. There are some much better, more considered yes. answers in that thread than we have given today. It is actually worth, if you if you give any thought at all to how you rate and how you catalog the movies that you watch, this one's worth looking at. It's a, it's a, a fun mix of responses. Uh, and, I, you know, for me, I, I think about it seriously about, I really do like the metaphor of when, th- when the movie s- drops stars because I can feel it like in my gut. It might not be something that I could articulate, but I can, I can feel it and then figure out why later. Uh, so I know pretty quickly when a movie is not a five-star movie. I think what you've discovered, pro- hopefully working with me, is that I also carry with every rating a great deal of shame and probably regret after I do it. And that is sort of a hallmark that influences future ratings of Pete. So, see, I think I start with at three stars, which is like the middle ground, and then you can either teeter downward, or oh, you can you can improve and impress me. Like oh, you're, I walk in, I'm not having high expectations because if I if I expect greatness, I often find myself disappointed. So I have issues with films like There's Something About Mary, you know, Dumb and Dumber. People like these are the funniest movies ever made, and I walked in and I said, yeah, they're funny, but yeah, I so I, I mediate that. I hit it at three, and then. As it goes along, I can be, wow, 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 this is great. Or you could be Ad Astra, and I could just quickly lose interest in, in stars <laughs> along the way. Anyway, uh, interesting thread. Check the show notes. Andy is currently uh, Birdman. I and Birdman I am on my the, shoulder. Yeah. I'm on the bridge of uh, Starship uh, Discovery, USS Discovery. And Steve is has his virtual background is a, a suburban bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's exceptional. I think I think his must be from Paranormal Activity. I think that's <laughs> what the background is. Uh, so I'll put a link in the show notes to that too, because a lot this week over Twitter, a lot of studios uh, came out with um, Zoom background, virtual backgrounds for your Zoom meetings. So if you're still using Zoom, uh, then you should check out these backgrounds because some of them are very funny. Uh, you can be in the cockpit with Maverick for Top Gun. Uh, you can. There, there's some good ones. I, I have a whole bunch of John Wick ones. I'm in the the Continental, all over the place. It's great. It's going to be interesting when all of a sudden movies are like people are going back into movie yeah. theaters again, and and movie all these studios are now, you know, squeezing all of this content in, and yeah. I, it makes me wonder if they're just going to cram it all in, or if they're just going to keep holding things off and just release it later and later. Well, yeah, because all these, sh- I mean, not just movie production, TV shows, everything yeah. that's been on hold all at once is going to come back online. And uh, that's that, that is going to be interesting. I think I think we're going to see a massive flood in the market of money and work. And I, I hope that that's the cycle that we hit. Like it would be it would be gratifying to have an um to have that sort of saturated market to get people back to work and up to speed well, for a little bit. But, but what theaters will do is they'll offer the Quibi Pass. So when that movie, when Black Widow comes out, you can watch it in 10-minute installments. You come in on one day and you watch <laughs> 10 minutes, come back the next day, watch the next 10 minutes. There you go. I hope that helps AMC. <laughs> AMC. Nice. What do you want to do? Talk about trailers? We should. The movie that I selected is Dreamland. And I want to open by telling you that I don't think it's going to be a great movie. <laughs> okay. So I say that to, is sort of preemptively. No, no. 
Pete, it starts with five stars, and then in the trailer, how quickly did they start dropping off? So are you saying that just from the trailer, like the instant it started, it already dropped stars? No, it actually, it it didn't take even that long. No, I actually, I think that this movie, there are some really interesting things in this movie, but, um, and, and you could say that I was compelled by the look of it. The fact that I think Stephen McHattie has finally achieved his final evolution and he is William S. Burroughs. Like, I don't know how that happened, but my God, I love it. I love what he does and he he just cracks me up. And to see him in a movie like this, I think it could, uh, I, I think he could be really great. Um, Juliette Lewis is in this movie as kooky vampire queen. I'm okay with that too. This looks like a weird... Um, mashup of so many things and then Henry Rollins is in it and you just know yeah. what kind of movie you're going to get when Henry Rollins is the vampire king it, it's great <laughs> it's going to be what it is then I looked at IMDB and of course out of 119 viewers 4.6 on the <laughs> IMDB 6 star scale yeah. that is troubling but I also have hope and let me tell you where my hope is my hope is this movie has everything in it to make for a great cult film. So, <laughs> yes. it's possible we're going to have to see it and then wait 10 years and then fall in love with it. That's all I'm saying. I just want it I just want to time stamp this point in history that I I am cautiously optimistic that Dreamland is going to be fun. Uh, on the night of the strangest wedding in cinema history, a grotesque gang boss hires a stone-cold killer to bring him the finger of a fading drug-addicted jazz legend. Also, there are vi- vampires in it. So, that's the movie. Cast looks curious and f- fun, and it's a 4.6. Were you guys, either of you, compelled by this trailer? My first thought was, yeah, here we are. This is definitely the peak of the doldrums for the trailers right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much my last thought, too. <laughs> Sad to say. Uh, you know, it's possible it's a, it's a fun late night sort of thing. There's definitely that possibility. It's got It's got an interesting cast, so it could be something that would be... It's one of those things where if I caught it on late night and I stopped on it, I might end up watching it. But how often do I end up doing that anymore? Um, so I don't know if I'll ever watch this. But it looks like it. It, it looks like there might be something fun in there, hiding deep yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Steve. <laughs> well, it. The one thing that caught me that I thought, oh, maybe, is that it said from the creators or the people that brought you uh, Pontypool. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you've seen it, Pete. That's a zombie type of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've you've seen it. Yes? I haven't seen it, but in fact, it oh, was okay. just today. I was very intrigued by it. I did not even heard of it until I uh, looked it up after seeing the trailer of this. Yeah. So that that was it. Wasn't a great film, but it it did something interesting in the execution of the idea. So I thought maybe there's something in this, and this is just a, a really poorly cut trailer because there's there's some interesting pieces and i agree this looks like one of these like late night cult classics where it's it's odd enough but as you get into it, it has a really strong sense of what it wants to be and that's something that's not typical and it's going to just fully embrace its its oddity and weirdness and if it does that i think it could be really successful at, at what it does i i can't guarantee that but i'm optimistically hopeful that this is something, one of these unique, weird, odd, late-night 
cult favorites. Oh, good. I'm glad. That yeah. feels good. That's what I wanted, and I got it. I'm. I'll take one for two of you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, this one is. And am I? We're not right about Stephen McCaddy. He's great, and oh, yeah. uh, it makes me want to go watch. You know. Uh, the Strain Stuff. again, and yeah. Watchmen, and he's, he's such a fun face of an actor. Um, when does this come out? It it's, uh, comes out as the tab loads April 14th in the UK, uh, and we don't have a US um, release, but I assume it's going to be pretty quickly after that. We should see it pretty soon, because it got its digital and DVD premiere in the UK on April 13th, so... It's got to be coming soon. Be on the lookout. Dreamland. Steve. That's me. And I'm right here in my wheelhouse doing a Netflix thing about high school kids. Um, but I am always a sucker for when you adapt classic literature into a high school setting. Now, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a strict adaptation, but I was surprised. I guess when stuff gets old enough and comes into the public domain that you can borrow those ideas and you don't have to attribute it as much. But I started watching this trailer for Netflix's the half of it and thought, oh, it's a Cyrano de Bergerac story. You've got this, you know, the smart sort of outcast and there's the the jock guy that wants to talk to the pretty girl and he's going to recruit this girl to help him talk to her. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. And then it gets a little bit of a twisty thing because it turns into a little bit of a weird triangle. Uh, but this is just... It looks like a lot of fun. I have not seen anything from writer director uh, on the, what is her name, Alice Alice Wu, on this one. She's done one other film, but I it's not anything that I had seen, which was 2004's Saving Face. Um, not any familiar faces in this for me, but it just looks like a really solid, just fun little rom-com type of story. And I'm, you know, that's something I'm always all in for. Uh, coming May 1st on Netflix. What did you guys think? I loved the look of this one. I, I Cyrano is uh, one of my favorites. I've always loved the story and the play and Roxanne, you know, just, it, I, I, I've always found it to just be really kind of a magical uh, tale. And um, seeing this, twist on it i thought uh, looked really fresh and original and it looks like something that is going to be a lot of fun to watch and uh just the 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 way that these kids look the whole concept this small town kind of these chinese american uh this family and just everything about it i i thought looked really uh kind of a, a clever way to spin the story so i'm very much looking forward to this one yeah i think so too i think the whole um uh, uh, casting looks just great. Uh, what uh, what is her name? Leah Lewis. Leah Lewis. Is that it? Leah Lewis. Yeah. I'm telling you, she is a gem. I think she is going to go places. Yeah. She is so magnetic on screen um, that I I think it's going to be. Uh, I I hope that this is a um, you know a star a strong career for her because I just I just loved watching her play ping pong watching her teach this guy like i just <laughs> think she was, was the best the ping pong was amazing uh so i'm i'm very excited about it i think her turn when he turns around and says oh, i'm so stupid it's <laughs> just a perfect little scene i hadn't heard anything about this movie and in fact i was 100 percent sure you were going to go with a with uh how to build a girl uh but i'm i'm frankly i'm glad you landed on this one this was this was great 
Yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be right after Arizona gets out of our shelter in place. Uh, so we'll celebrate by staying in and watching the movie on Netflix. <laughs> That'll be a whole new campaign that Netflix puts yeah. out. Celebrate right. by staying in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to go in anyway? Well, I uh, went with a trailer for a new movie that um, I thought looked uh, really intriguing. And it caught my eye. Largely because I started looking at at film board potential options for May for next month. And uh, as I was going through, I'm like, what is this movie, Bull? I've never heard of that. And I looked it up and uh, I, I watched the trailer. And I'm like, this looks like it could be a really interesting kind of an indie drama film. I, I just, I loved the whole vibe of everything in it. It's a story about an old bullfighter who, um, I mean, it looks like he's kind of the... I don't know what you call it, but the the clown guy who you know is the distracting the bull to get the uh, the guys away, uh, the riders away, and he gets hurt and he's just not doing very well, and he ends up kind of in this kind of butting heads with this teen who lives nearby because it looks like they threw a party in his house or something while he was out. I couldn't quite tell, and um, he uh, they end up uh, she ends up having to go help him as kind of a, a penance to kind of pay off for all the damage that they did. And kind of it creates this friendship. And she, you know, this this teen who's trying to figure out her life, this old bullfighter trying to figure out what's left of his life, they come together and it turns into kind of a, a story about finding yourself. Annie Silverstein, this is her first feature. I hadn't heard of her before, but she had done a number of short films over the last uh, 15 years or so. Uh, she looks like she could be an interesting uh, new voice out there. I was really, I don't know, I was really excited by this trailer. What do you guys think? I I agree with you. This has this like feel of like like mid late nineties indie films where it's like, okay, let's take a troubled teen and and match them up with some you know grizzled veteran and then they learn lessons about life from each other. But this one just has a, a edgier side to it because the first thing that came to mind was. Um, Oh, gosh. Spitfire Grill, where it's like the girl gets out of prison and goes and works in the cafe and the community doesn't accept her at first. And it's all about learning about our differences or whatever. But this is much, I think, more raw and edgy to it because she's not just like, oh, I, I did something wrong. This is like actively like she's a bad kid. <laughs> it's like right. she's, you know, a really bad kid. So and he's, you know. It's not like, oh, he's the nice guy that's going to help her out. It's like he's got his own issues. So there's a lot of complex character stuff going on here that I'm really intrigued by. So this is something that, yeah, it, this would be easily, if we don't do it as a film board, I'll snatch this up like on a trailer rewind easily because this is what I'm really looking forward to. He was yeah. in uh, the last two seasons of, or several, three, he was in, I think, every season. He was Officer Powell in Stranger Things. Uh, and he was also in, uh, he was, uh, Turk Barrett oh. in Daredevil, Luke Cage, The Defenders, yeah. The Punisher, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. Yeah, it's Rob Morgan you're okay. talking about. All of okay. the street-level uh, hero shows on Netflix. Yeah, yep. he was right yep. in there. He's, uh, he, I knew he was one of those faces, uh, right. but he looks... They, they, he's done an incredible job because he doesn't yeah. look um, like... It's not like he's wearing age makeup, but man, does he right. play weathered yeah. well. Oh, this is yeah, a guy really that's yeah. just, he looks older than he is here. And uh, I, I think he just nails it. I'm really looking forward to this movie. Also, I have a weird fascination with bull riding. 
Uh, I, oh, really? I, we should do I, a series one day. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we. I would totally be into that. It How is, many bull riding movies are there? I can think of. Uh, was it nine seconds or twenty three yeah, seconds, seconds or however, seconds, however many seconds? seconds, seconds. It is. There's some seconds. <laughs> that one. Real fast. And, uh, I think it's what's called. What's the one with uh, um, um, Stir Crazy? Stir, Stir Crazy. crazy. <laughs> Richard Richard Fryer and Gene Wilder. Those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight seconds. My heroes have always been cowboys. Um, okay. All right. All cowboy right. Way, Pure Country, okay. Cowboy Up, Junior Bonner. Uh, as a Junior okay. Bonner was Junior great. Steve good McQueen one. movie, right? And okay. so, so I, um, I think you do the bull riding movie that has cowboy name in the title, because then you get a two for you can do a cowboy bull riding series. Cowboy bull riding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to watch it? Well, it has been uh, it, uh, from. What I can tell on IMDb, it still says June 18th, but right now it looks like it's actually being bumped up to getting a May release. So I think oh, I think uh, right. mid-May is when okay. we're going to be able to check this one out. So that's why I was like, eh, awesome. I might, after I saw the trailer, I'm like, eh, this, was, this would be what I would pick mm-hmm. for the film board. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it looks like a solid, solid choice. Even in the doldrums. We still managed to find some good trailers. Well, and this yes, is what I, I find interesting, and I think it's going to be really smart, and we'll see over the coming months what indie films end up using this period of time of like the, yeah. the, the May-June window that usually is all the big blockbusters. What are they going to do to start pushing out there to get their films streamed to actually find bigger audiences? I'm kind of excited totally. to see how films like this end up uh, maybe finding some big audiences. It could be exciting. All right, shall we re-rank some movies? Let's do it. Birdman, are you logged in and everything? I Yeah, I was waiting for more of an intro. Is that it? That's... No, that was the whole thing. I, yeah, that's a, that's a whole spin and transition. We're going to re-rank okay. some movies. This is over on our flickchart.com account where we rank our movies every week. And uh, we are going to do some re-ranking to see how we can shake things up. So we're going to look at 10 re-ranks. And starting with... La Vie en Rose or The Shining? I will say The Shining. Uh, I will say The Shining. And Steve, you haven't seen La Vie en Rose, have you? That is correct. <laughs> Next okay. up, Big Fish, one of Pete's favorites or one that he better pick, <laughs> Stand By Me. <laughs> I just oh. rewatched Stand By Me. and I, I, I saw it. Did you give it five stars? Absolutely. It's such a five-star They're star both five-star movies. How do you even do that? They're both five-star movies. <laughs> five star movies. Five star movie. One you better pick. Why do you I, say that, you smart mouth? Okay. Stand by me is Look, far superior. It, it, I'm going to pick is. Stand it by is. Me. I'm going to yes, pick Stand by is. Me. Yes. But I'm feeling a little bit judged about my love for Big Fish. I just want that on the record. There was already a tone in Andy's voice where he was like, uh-huh. really, Pete's favorite movie. A lot of people seem uh-huh. to love it. As I should feel judged for being the one who doesn't love it. How's that? Does that make you feel better? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Actually. Yes. Okay. We're both judging okay. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stand by me. Oh, by the way, The Shining held steady at 85. Stand by me held steady at 46. Uh, Next up, we have The right. Danish Girl or Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Hoo-hoo. It's got to uh, be Mr. Mr. Smith. Smith. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Steve, you haven't seen The Danish Girl yet, have you? Nope, have not. Mr. Smith held steady in spot number three. On Ooh, our chart. That yeah, would have been a crazy upset. No, that's not. <laughs> no, no. That You're telling me been. I could get the Danish girl this up girl at the top and there. 2001 at the bottom, all with lucky <laughs> rock, paper, scissors? Oh, man. <sighs> Terrible. Next up, we no. have Star Trek Beyond or Aliens. James, Cam- James Cameron's uh, alien follow-up. 
Star, Star Trek, Trek Beyond, Beyond? please. Definitely What's a Star Trek Beyond? That's the one with uh, Idris Elba. And uh, oh, is that what that was? One yeah. was called. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, no, yeah, the, the one, one where Simon Egg wrote himself a hero. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Well, okay. aliens yes. held steady aliens, in spot yes. forty-eight on our chart. Okay. Next up, we have the town or no country for old men. Ooh, that's those are great films. I got to go with no country though. Yeah, yes. I think I'll yes. go with No Country. All right. No Country held steady in spot 89. Next up, we have Ocean's 8 oh. or John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Escape from New York. <sighs> yes, there's problems, but Ocean's there are, 8. There are problems. I'm going to say Ocean. Or I'm going to say Escape from New York for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I Ocean's 8 it, was, you know. Yeah, and I will admit I have. It's been a while. I haven't seen Escape from New York as recently as you have, and so it's probably a lot of nostalgia talking. I think for a lot of people, it's a lot of nostalgia talking. I'm sure of that. (laughs) I just everything I remember is like, yes, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's just like if there was a Carpenter film to remake, I would say pick this one. Why remake Halloween again? You know, I don't know. He did. He remade it as Escape from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess yeah. I, I guess it, my vote doesn't matter. Yeah. I think um, no. Yeah. Okay, then. Go ahead. So are you going to pick, yeah. or you're just going to be non non? Well, uh, you know, I came out uh, pretty anti Escape from New York, and then I did the guest spot on the Escape from New York minute, and um, you know, it's still fun to talk about. Um. Uh, it, but I think I would pick whatever the other one. Ocean's Eight. I think I would probably pick Ocean's Eight over this wow. one. Okay. All right. Well, Escape from New York takes it, and it held study in spot three thirty two on our chart. That's telling. next up. We have Drive, Nicholas Winding Refn's film, or Old Boy. Oh man, that is a crushing pairing. Wow. That is. Oh. oh man, Steve. Tell me, you've seen both of these? So I am in the just about to finish Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance because I'm working my way through that Revenge trilogy. So I have not seen Old Boy yet. Okay. Oh man, it's quite I a trilogy. Me. Quite oh, a trilogy. Yeah. Yes, I know. That's one that I've been wanting to revisit. That whole trilogy. God, I jeez. Uh, oh. There's so many great moments in Drive that I love. I'm going to say Drive. So yeah. I'm going to say but Drive. I, I mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But see, I, I've heard it. Oh boy. I mean, it's a classic. Spike it, Lee botched the remake, apparently. Oh, that and, was, a, yeah. that was the, like I said, when I go through Spike's uh, films, I'm not going to revisit that one. Ugh, terrible. Embarrassing remake. Uh, I'm going to stick with Drive, yeah. though. I feel okay with that. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll stick I, with Drive. I, I can, I mean, I feel like I can go either way. Um, yeah, it's a, I just, it's a um, tough call. It's a really it tough a call. It's a really tough call. Well, let's so, see. Drive. Okay. Holy cow. Drive was down in spot 183 on our chart. It just jumped up to spot 37 on our chart. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about shaking things up. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. That's a, that's quite a leap. Next up, we have Chinese Puzzle. That was the third in the uh, Spanish Apartment Trilogy. Or Live Free or Die Hard. 
Oh, Why does know. that keep showing up so much? I don't know. Oh, the thing about Chinese puzzle is that it was redemptive in a lot of ways for some of the kind of egregious sort of bits of sexism in the prior two movies. There was still a lot. There was still, there was a, lot. still I, a lot. I just find it yeah, still incredibly problematic. I, incredibly problematic, Andy? I don't yeah. think incredibly is the right one. Oh, I here. definitely think so. I'm sticking right. with live for your die hard no matter what you say. Well, I'm going to go with that too, but you don't have to be so snobby about it. <laughs> one or five, Pete. One or five. <laughs> Next up, we have only angels have wings. Wait, or... wait, wait, wait. So what? What happened on that rewrite? That was did live for your die hard. We both. Yeah, were... but did it did it stay in place? Oh, sorry. Live for it... die hard held steady in spot one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Only angels have wings or predestination. Oh, predestination. Predestination. Steve, have you seen that? I yes, I've seen predestination. Okay, you haven't seen only angels have wings. No, you should. It's on the Criterion Channel. I'm sure. I know they released it on disc. It might be in there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an interesting one worth checking out once. It's an it, that's. Gene, I mean, that's, you know, such, Grant, a, such a nice sell there, and it's it's really worth watching once. Well, it's Cary Grant, Gene Arthur. I mean, it's it's okay. an easy film to enjoy. You know. Okay. Um, but it's not one that I feel like revisiting. But still, I enjoyed it. I definitely did. Okay. So. Uh, but still, predestination is our pick, and that held steady in spot one eleven. Next up, <laughs> <What is that? laughs> under the cherry moon, or oh, no. the verdict. <laughs> Definitely the verdict. <laughs> I believe oh, under the cherry God. moon currently holds the spot <laughs> in last place on our chart. Are you kidding me? All right, oh. I am gaming oh. the system the now. Verdict. Let's do it. The verdict. No, because I have not seen it. Cherry Moon. I, ha- oh, I have not seen it. Sorry, Steve, Andy. Otherwise, Steve, I would be. Able- Why? Yeah. Me. <laughs> Come on. This is, this is, this Andy, is gonna I be need bad. to know. But I need you to know that list, right? I recognize <laughs> what's going on here. I am full and able party in this oh. transaction. I deeply <laughs> Wait, want to rank 11, more movies Steve, against Under the stop? Cherry Moon. No, this is this is the last one. We'll end on this. Unless we need to redeem it afterwards. We'll yeah, see. Right. It is we'll the see. verdict, but I really want Under the Cherry Moon higher. Yeah. <laughs> that high? The verdict go. is so good. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. One, two, two three, three scissors. Paper. You're safe. Thank <laughs> the verdict held that steady at spot 285. Uh, well, at least it wasn't like Mr. Smith goes to Washington or something in spot three. <laughs> that would have been a serious mess. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. All right. We're there done we with ranking for That's, tonight. Call it even there. Woo, That's it. Thank goodness. <laughs> what are we doing for the list this week, do you think? On our list, which we have, uh, we post over in Discord, which I just realized I don't even have open for some reason. Um, we have, oh no, there it is. Yeah, so we had, uh, it, it actually ended up coming in fairly close. I was surprised because very early on of the three oh, options, yeah. we're talking about The Little Drummer Girl this week, George Roy Hill's 1984 film with Diane Keaton. And um, the three options we put in were Middle East conflict movies, bombing plots, or spy romance. And bombing plots and Middle East conflict movies ended up pretty close, neck and neck almost. Um, um, but Middle East conflict movies did, in fact, uh, hold the top spot. And that is what we will be basing our list on this week. It is me. I'm very excited about it. I'd like to start with a Prince film, little known Prince film, <laughs> Under the Cherry Moon. Somebody was from the Middle East in that movie, right? They went to 
Greece? I don't know. 18? He's, he's you, getting the You tabs. very yeah. excitedly told me that you grabbed the, the yeah. first spot earlier today. So I assume yeah. I did. that I was eager. you were ready. I was an eager, eager I think you're more beaver. excited to have the first spot and, and forgot the fact that you actually had to go first. That I actually had to write my list down. No, I am. Yes. I, it's true. The problem is that my I just want to get this in because every time I have the opportunity to talk about it, I want to talk about it. And uh, I'm, I wonder, Andy, if you've gotten there yet, um, because this is a movie that I'm sure I have picked before from director uh, Tony Scott. Oh, uh, yes, writer you Michael have. Frost Bechner. We're going to send CIA agent Nathan Muir, as he recalls his training of Tom Bishop while working against agency politics to free him from his Chinese captors. And uh, it is Spy Game 2001. I love, love, love this movie. I think it's just it deserves to be talked about more. I really do think that it's it is a great movie. And I, I think it's one of Robert Redford's best films. And I think it is one of the movies that uh, that really cemented uh, Brad Pitt as uh, a multidimensional straight up performer. And I think the two of them together make a great on screen duo. I just. I, it is so compelling, uh, their relationship, the complexities of their relationship. And so I, I think the movie is is really exceptional. It's a five-star movie for me. Five. Really? Oh, I thought you said it had I thought you said it had five star rating on IMDB, and I thought that's not selling it <laughs> their beat. That's not gonna do it. What and what year did it come out again? Two thousand one. So what other two thousand one films did you take the stars away to make sure that one stayed at the five? <laughs> Andy, I only just invented this tonight. Stop being a jerk. <laughs> just check I it. love that, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going right. into... You know, uh, you know what he did? He, he took those stars away from 2001, the movie. That's what he did. <laughs> he went all the way back to 1960. Oh, I can tell you what it was. Yeah. The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. what? No, no. How about no, that? No, no, no. That, that uh-huh. hurts. Now you're just being mean. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was trying to. I was just. I was being thought. You want another one, Andy? Jurassic Park three. <laughs> oh wow. Uh huh. I can keep going. <laughs> what do you want? You want a little Spielberg? How about AI? Well, oh, I'm, hey, I'm okay no. with that one. No, don't mess with my AI. <laughs> All right, Steve, get us out of this one. You're next. All right. All right, I'm going to start with a quote. No, I'm not. Not this week. Oh, because I, I don't. I don't know. That's what you to say that. <laughs> I was going to say. Okay, um, this box is full of stuff that almost killed me. Oh, the stuff in this locker that hurt me in the hurt locker. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the hurt locker. 2008. I haven't seen this in forever, but I just remember just stress and just uh, just being on edge for so much of this movie and Catherine Bigelow just put together such a solid movie and it's one that I hope people haven't forgotten about that's why I wanted to to bring it back up because I think it's it's been well it's been 12 years so uh time for me to revisit it uh and uh just wanted to get this one on the list before anybody else did it's, it's a good uh, one. it's such a great movie uh, definitely worth checking out I think that um I mean there's a reason that we did a whole series on Catherine Bigelow and her films because she does uh, some amazing stuff, and that definitely is right in there with it. So, strong pick. Totally. Yep. All right, Andy, number one. For my first pick, I am going with the film Waltz with Bashir. 
which mm. I I found to be a you know I didn't love the movie, but I did find it to be. <laughs> but he gave it five a, stars anyway. I gave it five stars anyway because you know why not? You know that's that's how I feel. I I am loaded with stars, and I just like to throw them at everything. <laughs> No, I, I found it to be a really um, uh, kind of a, a very interesting way to kind of portray this story uh, as kind of this true story of this. Um, he's, uh, I think he's in Lebanon and he's uh, dealing with the, uh, there's a, a massacre and trying to piece together his memories of this whole thing. And it's all done through animation. It's all very kind of, I mean, it feels very dreamlike, I think, pers- uh, uh, very specifically because of this sense that it is memories that you're trying to pull out of uh, kind of the ether. Really interesting film, definitely worth checking out. So that is my first pick, Waltz with Bashir. Great, great pick. It's been Was that a steal? No, not a okay. steal. No, I only had three movies. I only needed three movies, Andy. Oh, wow. Well, you I'm going to get them all in. Oh, I feel okay. so strongly about this lineup. Probably based on my list. I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, my next pick, I'm going to pick this because I think there actually might be a chance that it gets taken. So I'm going to get it in here now while it's my turn. And it is a... It's a massive movie, and when you watch it again, you realize the protagonist is not a likable guy, and yet I am, I mean, this movie sat at the very top of my favorite movies list for years and years and years, as 1962 David Lean film Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. Strong one. Nothing, yeah. no steals. Nope. I had no, it down as a backup, but I didn't have it. Yeah, back. that. Yeah, that's and it's one I have not seen, and I think I. You haven't was seen it? it? No, no, I, I haven't what? seen it in a long oh, time. Okay. And I, I was gonna say, no, I've seen it, but I think it was I missed an opportunity. Like Fathom Events did a thing, or it was yeah. coming up this summer, or it was last. I can't remember, and I and I missed it, and so I was like, I wanted to see this one on the big screen because it's an amazing film. Amazing so, no, I've, film. I've and seen that, it. That, a five star, totally five star. Film. Yeah, five yeah, star heart, totally. Uh, Peter yeah. O'Toole, Alec Guinness, Anthony Quinn, Jack yeah. Hawkins, Omar Sharif, Jose Ferrar, Anthony Quayle, Claude Rains. It just keeps going. The people in this movie that are exceptional. It is great. All right, Steve. Okay, so for this one, um, purists might say, well, that. Part of geography isn't really in the Middle East, but here's my sort of loophole around this. The Pentagon screened this film for officers and civilian experts who were discussing the challenges faced by the U.S. military forces in Iraq. So for me, there's my stronger connection to Middle East conflict with Battle of Algiers, which I just saw within the past year and was totally blown away by this film that is sort of docu-realism and how you tell a compelling story without like one main character, but capture so much of the complexity of what was going on. I was just astounded by this film. Yeah, that's that's, another, that's an amazing film. Yeah, uh, it's just amazing, amazing film. Totally, man. I did not put it on my list. Um, I'm yeah, I'm kind of regretting that I didn't put it on. My well, it's well, you I, take, I didn't feel it was quite. It's not, it wasn't right. really Middle East for me. So exactly, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I get but it, it still is a great film. It. All right. You know, I'm really torn on which direction to go with my next pick, but I think I'm going to go with uh, this film 
And it is a film about two twins who go back to their mother's native country somewhere in the Middle East. It's never identified, but it is. Uh, it seems like it's sometime around the Lebanese Civil War. Um, and the story, the way it unfolds, is just incredibly fascinating. And uh, it really mesmerized me when I saw it. And it's definitely something I want to check out again. It is, of course, Denis Villeneuve's uh, Incendie, which uh, definitely needs to be seen if you guys haven't checked it out. Uh, really it's, fascinating film. It's one yeah. that I keep trying to track down where I can see that, where it's available for, for streaming. So it's, it's, somebody, yeah. somebody just reviewed it on Letterboxd. That's and it. I was yeah, like, I think okay. Martin did. Yeah, and I was like, oh, where is it? And it's like, okay, oh, okay, it's not Hulu, it's not Netflix, where is it? I'm going to just have yeah. to go out and, and rent this thing because it keeps, yeah, it's one it's, that's, I keep, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I keep hearing amazing things about it. So. That's one I think we should, we should find a way to work the, that into a series somehow because it also well, we has a really... just Denny Villeneuve series and yeah, then we've well, got to do it. Well, yeah. I think we've already, let's see, we've covered Prisoners, we've covered Blade, Blade Runner. Uh, co- didn't we do Arrival as a film board also? No, we did not. I don't think we did. Yeah, as a film board? Okay. I'm pretty sure we didn't. You know, we'll okay. find out. Yeah, yeah, Pete's going to pull up the list. Yeah. Sicario, maybe. maybe. We did we do Sicario? No. Mm, no. So, okay, so we do Arrival, Sicario, and Dune. There's our... And, 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 and uh, we could throw Enemy in there, too. There's an interesting one to chat about. Oh, that's totally. true. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All okay. right, all right, enough of this. I want to do my last right. pick, because, again, I cannot believe that I got it in here. Yeah, um, I think I know what it is, but go ahead. Well, I know that I'm I, guessing. I have some... I, I like David O. Russell. Generally, ah, okay. I like David O. Russell's movies. Yeah. I know that is not shared by all of us, on the board, but I do like David O. Russell. Though I have it on good authority that even people who don't like David O. Russell's movies do like do this like one, this, yeah. and that is 1999's Three Kings, a group of American soldiers stationed in Iraq at the end of the Gulf War, find a map they believe will take them to a huge cache of stolen Kuwaiti gold near their base. And George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg and Ice Cube are yes. fantastic. Uh, in this movie, it is another one that is a five star with a heart. It talks about it. It just puts us in a really interesting part of a story in an incredibly complex place. And I love the sort of collision of, you know, those two uh, elements, the ideological sort of worldviews that collide um, with what they are trying to do. And I think it is just great. I love that movie. I have not seen that in a long, long time. I I remember a little bit about it, mostly the jamming the CD cases into the guy's mouth while they're pouring, what, oil down there as they're trying to interrogate him or something. That's yeah. what I remember. And I, and George Clooney, like, that was an early George Clooney movie career, wasn't it? That was... 99. Yeah. 99. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's another one of the great 99 movies. Truly. Yes, that yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. All right. Steve? Okay, so this one, I'm going to get to the heart of Middle East conflict, because if, if you're going to talk about Middle East and you've got Israel and Palestine and religious conflict, getting to the core of that, I'm going to go back, way back to Kingdom of Heaven. Talk about the origins of strife in the Middle East, story of the Crusades and the battles going on in, in the Holy Land there. Um Recommending director's cut for anybody that has... That's the version. You forget the theatrical release. You just watch the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven. And to me, epic storytelling all about the core of, of conflict there in the Middle East. 
Were you watching me type one. that into the rundown director's cut? I did that before you even <laughs> no. said it. <laughs> no. <laughs> that All is right. a good one. It really is good. Yeah, it's great. And that one, that one, I uh, I picked that up. I don't know. I think you posted it was some some like two years ago. You posted Pete, go buy this on iTunes. It was like it's it was like, like four dollars. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the it, yeah, cut. and, and I, it, all the bonus stuff. Yeah, yep, all and the you, bonus stuff. I truly, and you still haven't seen it. And you still haven't so, seen it, have you? Of course, I've watched it. Stop. <laughs> and it's great. That's all. Yes. Well, I, I was concerned about steals, and I thought, I, let me have an outlier here that people aren't going to expect, because I had a couple backups that I thought for sure were going to get stolen. So I'm interested to see where Andy goes with his his final pick here. For my final pick, I am looking at a film that I watched uh, somewhat recently. I started going through um, the films nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, and it is the film Omar, directed by Hani Abu Asad from 2013. And what... Uh, the big thing that stands out, out about this is that it actually was a Palestinian film, which, uh, you know, was kind of a rarity to have. And so it's a, um, a really interesting story about a Palestinian baker who often, and it's a modern story, he climbs over the, the West Bank wall to go visit his lover on the other side, this high school sweetheart of his. And, um, but then he and his friends get into this whole thing with some Israeli soldiers. And it turns into this really complex story about, um, you know, him getting caught and tortured and then incriminating a friend. And then just the, you know, all of the stuff that kind of falls from that as you know, it's kind of the love story. It's the, uh, the story about you know being on the wrong side of the wall and all sorts of stuff going on. A fascinating film, definitely worth checking out. It is Omar. So I was trying to find one that really stood out as right there in the middle of the conflict. So never seen it on the list. No, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Definitely is. All right, that's a good list. Set of a good sets of movies. What backups did you guys have? Any? Pete didn't have any. He already told us. Well, uh, you know, you're always thinking. <laughs> Yeah. I knew that it would be controversial if I brought up Bray Root again, so I, I left that. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I had uh, Argo uh, on there, but okay, I think we picked yeah. that pretty recently, or we talked about it at least. Jarhead. Um, uh, kind of surprised Andy didn't do Charlie Wilson's War. Isn't that often? That kept, kept coming up on my... Well, uh, I've seen it once. It's been a long thing to do time yeah. ago. It's kind of Afghan, yeah. yeah. And then you guys did, you did Syriana on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then what about Munich? Did you guys do Munich? We haven't done Munich. That okay. was definitely on my that list. Was, that was uh, the next one I had, yeah. Yeah, Munich was on my list. And uh, another one, Jimmy Carter, Man from Plains, documentary about Jimmy Carter on his book tour, um, trying to promote peace in Palestine. And, oh, uh, okay. Um, I just like to throw that one in there because I got to work on that one and got to be in the room with Jimmy Carter and Jonathan Demme. And how often does oh, that wow. happen? So Never. Once, I think, and you were yeah, there. That, that was that, that one time. That was yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's fantastic. Well, that's a good list. What are we going to do yeah. this week? We are talking about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy as we close out our Jean Le Carre series. And so um, I feel like nicknames or or cover names code, of some sort. Code names? Good code, code names. Code names. Definitely code names. Needs that's right. To be we're talking option. about code names. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, it's in yep. the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, so we definitely uh, that's a good that. one. Um, best eyewear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm. I, I keep thinking it's about been a long time. Gary Oldman, like one. those. Yeah, 
the thing about Gary Oldman in this movie that that he's just sort of what about quiet performances? Yeah, yeah. quiet performances. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But the other one is like transformational performances. You know, because oh, yeah, like it doesn't take long before you realize before you just really stop believing. That's that that's Gary that's Goldman himself, yeah. right? It's it is he's just some other guy, and uh, so I think there might be room for a conversation like that. I don't know. But transformational, George Quiet too. and transformational, have them both out there. Quiet and transformational. That's no, too much. Separate. Oh, oh, separate. Oh, quiet performances. <laughs> two two and different things. Yeah. Two separate like things. Most most compelling actor transformations. So, like an actor getting like just. Lost in the like you can't see them. I have a hard time saying that with this yeah. one because I feel yeah. like I if I was going to say that I would feel it more with the the one where he played Churchill because I felt like yeah. I and mean, granted yeah. he's under a bunch of makeup yeah. but still yeah. like I felt like a real transformation yeah. for that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd say go with the the quiet performances. So we got code names, okay. quiet performances. There's some type of espionage and spycraft, but of course there's a plenty, uh, plenty of that. But what about something, you know, setting traps? Because they, they, there's the whole elaborate process they go through at the end to set a trap to catch the actual mole in their, in in the circus, right? They, they, it's, it's quite a process to kind of, you know, they got to get the one guy back to France to get, yeah. yeah, So, okay. Elaborate traps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does that work? Sure. Pete. Let's All do right. it. So the code names, quiet performances, and elaborate traps. All right. Is we'll it, get does, those options can I just up. ask, does it have to be code names for people? Or could it be just best use of code names? What else is it? Saying? Could be like code names house, for projects. Like Skyfall. Could be, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just took that off his list. Way to go. So, uh, that was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like it should be people. Okay. I feel like it should be people code names. I just want to get it out there in case there are rules. Yeah. There you go. The you, can't use, you can't use the rabbit foot from Mission right. Impossible 3 anymore. <laughs> but maybe okay. that was a person. We don't know. Well, I'll get that okay. up in the Showtime okay. channel over in our yeah. Patreon uh, feed for those of you, or in our, in our uh, Discord feed. So those of you can uh, pop over to Discord and you can get your votes cast this week and uh, determine what we're going to do with our lists for next week. How do they how do they get into that channel, Pete? Oh well, you would head over to patreon.com slash the next reel or the next reel.com slash Patreon. And uh, you'll be able to join the community of folks who are supporting the work that we do. You know, we produce we've got the Marvel movie minute going on. There's five episodes of podcast goodness a week. Plus, we have Andy and I doing the regular show. There's six. Plus, we have Steve doing the uh, a trailer rewind. That's seven. Plus, we have Saturday matinee. That's eight. Uh, plus, we have. I'm sure there's more. There's eight though. A week. No, there are. Yes, there are. There's a, a huge team working in the background to make sure all that stuff happens. And we really appreciate your support, supporting the hosting and uh, uh, the costs associated with producing and hosting that many shows a week. So we we sure appreciate it. If you get anything out of that, we sure would invite you to check us out. Patreon.com slash The Next Reel. And if you don't want to join that, you could head over and get some merch. Yeah, there's there's merch at thenextreel.com slash merch. And you can buy stuff on stuff. You can get your... Next real logo on a shirt, on a mug, on a hat, on a goat, on a boat, in a car, on the river. <laughs> I don't know. You can get your stuff and, with our stuff on it to share that you're fans of our stuff and let the world know about the stuff that you listen to on our podcast. Your through, stuff the merch with our through stuff. Our stuff. Your stuff yeah. with our stuff. 
exactly. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. (laughs) 